And you, my friends, are listening to Dream Infringement. Dream Infringement is a super squad of four friends. Dream Infringement roll call. That's right, it is Bobby, hungry like the wolf, Castillo. Emily, yo no soy marinero, soy capitan, Castillo. Adara, goonies never say die, Burns. And Jennifer, word to your mother, Woodside. We're back with a show from home. And do you know what that means? Well, a lot of things. First of all, eating in the studio, because the studio is home. It's my living room. It's where the food is. If I spill something here, it's my laptop and not the studio's very expensive equipment. (laughs) So that's exciting. Snacks. (laughs) And pants. Pants are totally optional. I'm wearing leggings. Do they qualify as pants? I don't know. Who cares? No one cares. And it's kind of lovely and very comfortable. But it also means... All the vocal sound of the heads. Because I myself have never passed up the opportunity to use a well-placed echo or harp. I don't have this superpower in everyday life, so I have to use it now while I can. Jennifer, thank you for that intro. It was exciting. Um, I'm I'm a little bit jealous of your... your, you're a magician of sound effects. You sure are. All I've been able to do is is the echo, like a little bit. <laughs> yes, and you're probably wondering who these, who are these, uh, these people. They know Jennifer introduced oh, us. Yeah, that's you're true. Bobby and I'm Emily. Uh, that yeah, was Jennifer. Well, we had to like tell them who. I mean, Bobby could be a girl's name too. It could. Yeah, and Emily. I mean, there's first for everything. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer, you know, I, I want to say something. That was that was an absolutely fantastic introduction. However, I'm sorry, I have to play oh boy. I have to, I have to play devil's advocate. I'm not sure if that's who I'm playing at this point. But I just Are you the I'd... devil and the advocate? Um yes, I am for both. Yourself. All right, sure. <laughs> for myself. Then by all means. <laughs> I am both devil and advocate for myself. <laughs> so be that being the case. Uh, I just want to say that that harp sound effect, that's powerful. And I don't think that you should just like use it willy nilly because I really thought we were going back in time. I, it's it's just too <laughs> synonymous with like fade away and then cut to a previous uh, hazy filter um, memory. So yeah, Bobby was really like holding on like, oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> but you know what, Jennifer? Uh, does use it to go back in time and let's listen to that clip here she sent us another one yes let's did that make sense should Um, I go back and delete that no no this is good keep it keep it rolling (laughs) okay um, let's hear from Jennifer again this is Jennifer and you may remember this question from the previous episode and she's she is an avid walker like i've never seen anyone tread so much on the sidewalks in their surrounding areas yeah outside of jennifer what are you averaging jennifer (laughs) get back to us i mean in miles yeah and it's not just steps that she's getting in you know what else she is um accomplishing what she is connecting with people she is i think 
thought that was maybe a surprising part of the walks. I don't know. You'll have to weigh in on that too, Jennifer. Did you set out to connect with people or did the connections just happen? Oh, wow. You guys give me a lot more credit for walking long distances than I actually do walk in real life. Um, I usually walk about a mile to a mile and a half, but it takes me like an hour to do it because I take a lot of pictures of anything I see that is interesting or pretty or funny because it's how I cope with anxiety and taking pictures helps me to be a little bit more grounded in the now, kind of pulls me out of my own head. And so on an average walk, I can take anywhere from 50 to 160 pictures. So that's why I go so slow. And I do come across people when I walk. It is not intentional, but um, sometimes if you're taking pictures of someone's garden, they come out of their house and are curious what you're doing, you know, to make sure you're not like casing the joint or scoping out to see if they have any Amazon packages to steal or something. And so my nervous response is to talk too much and then ask a bunch of questions. It seems to work. <laughs> People open up and talk about their lives and their gardens. And as you know, in previous episodes, I've often been called the interrogator because I do like to ask questions and kind of get to know who everyone is. So yes, the truth has now come out about my walking habits. Thank you for asking. Also, no matter how annoying the harp sound effect is, I just can't break away from it. How will you know that it happened in the past and it's not happening now unless there's something, some sort of segment that tells you that, like a harp playing. So until I find something better, you get the harp. All right, Jennifer, I'd like to submit a possible sound effect for how we know that uh, the past is about to happen. And well, this is going to be good. It's going to be really good. Are you guys ready? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Me clearing my throat. Ugh, no. Isn't that good? I I'm I am a huge fan of the harp. Okay. And I also like that um, the harp was brought up, even though neither of us knew <laughs> the other was going to bring it up. That's why we have a show together. Yes. Because we can read each other's minds. No, seriously, we are a hive mind. <laughs> Get me out of this. <laughs> Please save me. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> Send no. Send help. <laughs> oh, no. no, if anyone's the head of the hive mind, it's yours truly. <laughs> so uh, anyways, or I could. Or, or is the back... hive mind just making you think that? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, also, another sound, possible sound effect. Let me see. Let me wet my lips. Oh, <laughs> no, I can't do it because you made me laugh. You made me feel self-conscious for wetting my lips you should. on air. You should feel self-conscious for announcing it. Well, thank you. I didn't have that kind of I didn't have that kind of self-awareness until you you made me feel self-aware. So <laughs> So you'll never hear that sound that I needed to wet my lips for. You can thank me for that by going on to Instagram and saying, hashtag, thanks, Emily. That's all. Yeah. I don't want to make it too long. Or if if you would like to hear that sound in a future episode, the sound that I needed to lick my lips in oh. order to make, you can message me on Instagram and say, hashtag, let's hear that weird sound. 
Okay, I came up with a better one. It's hashtag Emily saved me. <laughs> yeah, that that's better. Yeah, okay. So, um, Emily, are we just are we just saying like hilarious jokes into the microphone? Is that all we're gonna do for the next hour? Uh, yes. But there's no, but with but absolutely no direction and no, no theme? we have a direction. We do. We do. Yes. We do. Explain, Emily, please. All right. This week, Jennifer has sent in multiple clips of herself explaining movie plots that only exist in her mind, and it is up to Bobby and myself to soundtrack them. Are you ready? It's officially time for a new round of Soundtrack That Movie! Quarantine Edition. They're part of one of the most prestigious dance companies in the nation. But what's a group of dancers to do without an audience? That's right. Sometimes you have to look deep inside and learn to dance. Dance like no one's watching. And dance for your heart. Soundtrack it. Okay, so... Before we even pick a song, Emily, we need to discuss, like, what kind of dance contest movie is this? Because Jennifer wasn't very specific. Right. She said, basically, like, the plot. Mm -hmm. But this could happen at any point. Right. So narrow it down, Bobby. It could happen at eight, in 1870. Mm. It could happen in 1970. That seems more likely. Yeah. I mean, this could be, like, a uh, one of those step-up dance movies Ooh, what if it's actually a time travel movie from the eight they go to the someone from the 1970s goes to the 1870s and oh they're worried that no one's gonna watch them dance mm, yeah i feel like i'm forgetting jennifer's original <laughs> plot idea it's all right it involves dancing she, they have to dance for their heart I oh think I right that. okay that's right dance for their heart which what does that mean um it's not literal, it's like whatever. they're raising money for their heart, like they surgery. Be. They could be. <laughs> you need to dance. Well, hey, I've heard crazier, like, dance contest, you know, plot points. It would be sad, though, if it was the person who needed, like, heart surgery or whatever, if they were the ones that had to dance. That's because true. that's probably not great for their heart yeah they should definitely try to get other people to, to dance, dance for them for them very good yeah that's true so um i don't know i i do like i there was a song that came to my mind okay okay um it's by young mc it's called bust a move mm -hmm. and uh basically this creates the backdrop of an early 90s uh hip-hop kind of like club you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of parachute pants. Yeah. A lot of like tiny mustaches. Mm -hmm. Maybe some rat tails thrown in there. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. like a flock of seagulls. Oh, wait, this is 90s. Yeah. Never mind. It's Bobby, okay. you just take this one. I'm not. <laughs> and maybe, okay, just maybe the girl who, I'm, now I'm creating a movie. There's a girl <laughs> that he's trying to impress. So that's why he's dancing, is dancing for his heart. Because mm. the girl is his heart. Wow, yeah. Jennifer's like like short plots are so evocative. I know. So here's the point. Here's his like this is his his song. This is his signature song where he shows not just his community, mm -hmm. not just uh, the the judges for the contest who you know are gonna judge harshly. Yeah, they always do. But 
showing his his the girl of his dreams what kind of move what kind of moves he's got yeah he has to dance like no one's watching exactly so here's bust a move by young mc bust it song i found that song kind of problematic uh but just so catchy yeah. that it made me forget all the problems <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's a song you can hear and you can't help but bust a move. Yep. <laughs> I just, um, I was sitting like crisscross applesauce and had to untangle my legs from the yeah pretzel form they were in. As one does who was once sitting crisscross applesauce, because you don't want your legs to fall asleep. That's not That's a good right. feeling. I had a friend in middle school who loved the feeling of his legs or what? or leg being like having fallen asleep. Like that tingly feeling. Oh, what a weirdo. Yeah, he was like, that's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, what a sadist. Ugh. Yeah, that's... Sicko. That's him. Yeah. Well, he's got like kids and, and a wife. Like a, he seems to be living a very healthy life, you know. So he overcame. Healthy, happy life, yeah. <laughs> that weird weirdness. Or just buried it down deep <laughs> yeah okay so guess what jennifer has another plot that she wants to share with us movie plot that is all right let's hear it della and lamar were once the songwriting duo that everyone wanted to work with but when their relationship soured so did their singles they went from platinum to not even one hit wonder now divorced and living two separate lives, they find themselves in financial straits. They come together to try and collaborate on just one more hit song for a famous artist. But can they make sweet harmonies again? Soundtrack it. All right, so I think it's pretty unanimous. Like Emily and I, without a doubt, knew exactly which song we would soundtrack that plot with. Yeah, it was really, it was very fast, which... Yeah. You as the listeners, um, it will be fast for you no matter what, because yeah. you're listening to this in real time. But Bobby and I are really like pouring over these plots. Yes. And this one just like came to us, like the heavens opened up. Uh-huh. And a dove uh, emerged from those open clouds. And pooped right on the like song. A, with a soft on rock our phone. poop nugget. <laughs> yep. It was great. It was great. So, um... Yeah, so do you want to paint another picture of, uh, of, I would of how this song would, would enter the scene? Yeah, let's let's move on from that, <laughs> that. disgusting thing we just said. Um, yeah, so, I, so they're probably like, what, middle-aged or like approaching middle-aged, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they've fallen on hard times, like Jennifer said. Had several setbacks. They know they have to, like, they, they're, the magic was only there when they were together. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to do it separate. And there's certain things that, to, there's certain things that separate, they're pretty good at. Yeah, they're, it's okay. But they're not, like, like the, like the guy is really good at like rhyming stuff together. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm not a lyricist. I don't know. And the girl is really good at like, you know, like having a cohesive message, <laughs> you know, but yeah. separate, separate. Right. There's... And now they have to come together mm -hmm. and overcome those differences. And this is the song 
that would be playing during the montage of them like getting back into the groove yeah (laughs) i'm proud of what i just said i am too (laughs) all right so this is starting all over again with daryl hall and john oates we've had an unexpected walk-in guest this is the segment of the show where we introduce you to our six-year-old son. This is me, Weston. Yes. I mostly have bad dreams sometimes, but I like to come into my mom and dad's room when I'm feeling sweaty and warm. Yes, so so that's, ex- that's exactly what's happened. Um, usually when we record this show, uh, we are in our bedroom, and it's after we've put our children to bed. So this is one of them making his uh, little radio debut. <laughs> Would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. All right. Would he- you like to promise the listeners that you're going to stay in your bed and <laughs> not keep get- getting back up again? Okay, Weston, let's hear that promise. I promise I'm going to sleep in my bed all night long. You heard it first, listeners, straight from our six-year-old's mouth. <laughs> this is not a sound effect. Sound effect. Sound effect. Sound effect. That was not a sound effect um, via computer, but it was our son, uh-huh. and he sounded it's pretty good. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's got a real future in radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we have anything to say about it. <laughs> or to do with it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, our master plan is to... Make him the best disc jockey this At side KSKQ's of... At <laughs> KSKQ's ever had. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we we are really trying to make the show fun. We're trying to uh, have it quick-paced. We're trying to, you know, do a lot of, you know, funny sound effects. Uh, but when it comes down to it, what makes... A radio show entertaining you want to know what that is please enlighten me connecting with the person that you're hearing over your speakers oh right? yeah I'm not I don't profess myself to be a, a Brad Pitt type of guy you know uh, just a, a hard masculine um, very tight-lipped um, frankly wanting to keep my private life a secret do not consider myself to be that way i am an open book and i want you all to connect with me in the way that i would want a friend to connect with me so you're gonna hear these behind the scene things our son walking in the room i really didn't know where this was going i'm just trying to you know uh provide a some kind of uh stream of thought for the listeners yeah we are trying so hard we are so desperate for your attention and your love we love it your admiration we love your love uh we'll do anything Mm -hmm. with that said let's listen to our next made-up movie that we get to soundtrack from our good friend and co-host jennifer teens in georgia no longer have to take a final driver's test. All they need is a parent or someone to sign a note stating they're a good driver. 
This movie is in the horror-thriller genre, and it centers on a furloughed DMV employee who used to give out driver's license tests. They become obsessed with the thought kids are getting licensed without their approval. They start kidnapping teens and forcing them to complete their driver's test. You'll want to look both ways before watching this movie, Soundtrack It. So I'm trying to, like, picture the type of DMV worker um this character where they're just they've lost it they like like they have completely thrown all sense of uh propriety dmv worker propriety yep out out the window for sure and and they're just kidnapping like young kids and making them take the the driver's uh license test and and i'm picturing them entering like the misery zone Mm. and that is the that is the zone that i have come to call the misery zone uh because of the movie misery and the character in it um played by kathy bates kathy bates who becomes so obsessed in her sense of like what needs to happen that all logic and all quote-unquote propriety gets thrown out the window. That's right. And she kidnaps the writer and does terrible things to him. Uh, so that's what this DMV worker, I think, is doing. All right. So they're not, they're just, they're not, they're not thinking straight. Right. And and I can see them very, with a very glazed look on their face, sitting in the passenger seat, and a very scared teenager sitting in the driver's seat, and the and the DMV worker has a has like a, um one of those um clipboard clipboards with like the test in hand and is just like marking it off. Oh no. Yeah. So yeah, so you think you have it bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine this if movie is just a real imagine told if you, you so moment. Yeah, totally. So the song that that we chose is by Chet Baker, and it's called "You're Driving Me Crazy." Uh, in many ways, we have not allowed this crazy virus stuff to stop us from saying things into your ears. In that a lot of our shows have become um, kind of like remotely, uh, remotely produced and then and then uploaded without even having to go into the studio. Uh, that's our show included. So what you are hearing is something that has been recorded a few days before it actually airs. Mm-hmm. So we are like from the past, that's and right. you are listening to us in the future. Which is not your future; it is your present. Mind blowing. Yeah, and 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 please consider this: consider the fact that while while this show is airing, we are getting to listen as audience members, as Mm. one of you, and we get to we get to try on your shoes. (laughs) And guess what? They fit good. And they feel comfortable. I'm enjoying this show, and I hope you are as as much as we are. All right. 
without further ado, let's listen to uh, the next movie that Jennifer wants us to soundtrack. Roll it. Modern hero Dr. Lee, the doctor who first tried to warn the world about corona, was forced by police and other medical officials to denounce his findings, but he continued to warn the public even so, when suddenly it was announced that he too had died. But, as Mark Twain said, reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. In this thriller, Dr. Lee has been imprisoned from the public eye. All he wants to do is get back to his wife and baby girl. Now his most difficult task is to break free during the breakout. Soundtrack it. This is pretty dang serious. Yeah, that that took a turn. This it is did. very uh, somber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what what made me kind of like sad is that he has like a family and stuff because mm-hmm. you just see him as like this person in a lab coat, you know, with this like overwhelming, um, you know, need to like make things right. Yeah. And so the idea that he's like that, there's this alternative reality where he's like alive, and he's trying to like you know, break out of a government facility. Yeah. I'm seeing, like, kind of like a post-apocalyptic, like, thing happening. I don't know, like, white. Everything's white. It's like this, the interior. sterile. Yeah, the interior of, like, it's not like a prison as much as it is a hospital. Mmm. You know? All right, what did you what did you think, Bobby? You you had this one like right away. Um, I really like the song by the Postal Service. Uh, this song is called "This Place Is a Prison." All right, let's hear it. All right, Jennifer, what do you have for us now? Yes, give us the next movie idea. Popular YouTuber Insane Jane is known for her quirky fashion sense on a budget. When she's stuck at home and money is tight, she now has to make every penny count. That's right, no more eating out. Jane decides to take on the gourmet world and bring along her budgeting ways. However, Jane can't cook. To the rescue, a gruff gourmet chef with a heart of gold and good Zoom connection who wants to save his restaurant by winning over Jane's YouTube following. The oven is not the only thing that's preheated around here. Soundtrack it. Well, if this isn't a Hallmark movie plot, then I don't know what is. You've been spending too much time watching movies with your parents, (laughs) Jennifer. (laughs) Um, I think you need a job at Hallmark. Oh, yeah. No, she'd clean up at Hallmark. Yeah, you would. You'd own it, girl. Clean up and clean out. (laughs) Right? Something like that, yeah. I don't know. Say hi to Candace Bergen for me. Yeah. Was she in that? (laughs) Maybe. Oh, no, she's... that's No, that's... um, She's from... um, uh, Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown, that's right. You're thinking of Candace Cameron. Candace Cameron. Yeah, say hi to Candace Cameron for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, so the song we came up with is Hey, Good Lookin' by Loretta Lynn. And and Conway Conway Twitty. Twitty. These are all really great movie ideas, Jennifer. And one of the things that I'm enjoying about them is that they sound like they, well, most of them, with the exception of that really sad one about the doctor, 
that discovered the coronavirus. Um, they all sound like very vague variations of the 90s movies that we've been watching, the 80s to 90s like rom-com movies mm-hmm. that we've been watching a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so they're very like comforting. There's something familiar about them. I yeah. I would agree. What 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 would you say what f- formula do you think is being used in a lot of these types of movies? Like Romancing the Stone, When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle. Mm. Joe Vol- Joe versus Volcano the Volcano. <laughs> I don't know. I think like they slowly become self-aware. So at first they're kind of like they're, maybe their life is crummy or maybe they're really yeah. good at what they do and they're yeah, just like it's like whatever state they're in they're kind of like unaware of themselves or they're so like steeped in whatever it is that they can't mm-hmm. like get outside of that but is, then like something happens something crazy happens that kind then, of like strips them of their of their comfort zone yeah, the thing exactly. that they're good at or the thing that they are finding themselves like being in their flow state with. Yeah. And and then the romance comes in mm-hmm. in that while they are kind of like, you know, in a in a state of having lost their footing. Right. That's when they meet someone. And they're always irritated with yes. each other at first. They are. They, they actually, in fact, most of the time they hate each other, right? Yeah. They kind of are like annoying. I'd and... say it's like a mild, it's like a range from mild irritation to just full-blown hatred. Because I've seen rom-coms where they really hate each other. Yeah. Like they dis- despise mm. each other. Right? I've never seen any where they like... What was the one with Tom... Out to get each other. What was the one with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan... Where you've like, got mail? Yes, he owns oh, that that's bookstore. True. She did really hate him, yeah, but they didn't know that they were the people that they were. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, anyways, with right. yeah, so you proved me wrong. I don't know, and most of them are Tom Hanks <laughs> so, and May Ryan. Yes. So that's another pattern we have found in the formula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear the next movie plot. As we've recently learned. Llamas may have the cure. That's right. Llamas may carry an antibody for coronavirus. This docudrama feel-good movie follows a humble researcher and llama enthusiast as he pioneers the use of his creative new vaccine. Soundtrack it! So, does this guy, does he own the llamas? Yeah, it's like the researcher that owns the llamas. The llamas are the the secret to our... um, They hold the key. They hold the key. Yeah. So I I think that's funny because he's like... So he's like, oh gosh, what? We're trying everything to beat this virus. What is it that we haven't tried yet? And And he looks around his like living room Mm -hmm. and then looks out his window. At his... uh, abundant llama farm flock of llamas <laughs> sure her it's probably a herd a herd of llamas yeah that makes more sense and he just sees like a llama like staring at him just chewing on some hay and he <laughs> says eureka i've got it La- it's llamas <laughs> it's the llamas <laughs> and his wife is like 
That's crazy talk. <laughs> you and your llamas. Yes. And I think um, I think the raising of llamas harkens back to a time of um, shepherding, a time that's much more simpler, mm. much more simple than, you know, the fast-paced world we live in today. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's this, this, uh, there is this antithesis antiquity that I think we assign to you know to the type of person that owns llamas Mm. they're like living a life that is not of this time I haven't really ever thought much about people that owned llamas I think anyone who owns really has any like like small farms or like animals I feel like llamas are the new like put a bird on it because it's like put a llama on it because every time i've been around llamas they just seem like they seem to be tolerating their surroundings and the people who own them seem to be tolerating them yeah so are you saying the llamas are the real virus Oh goodness, no! <laughs> oh, okay. My I'm word. <laughs> I thought we were throwing shade on. No, llamas. I'm just saying that I think it's like it's become more. Um, uh, what's the word? It's it's become more like oh, like hipster. Well, that and like magical than what it may seem. Like having yeah. an actual bird is yeah. not fun. It is. I mean, my experience wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, it's the whole put a bird on it thing. Mm-hmm. And you may you may be listening to this show and you own several llamas and you say it is a treat to be able yeah. to care for these very wooly friends. Yeah. Let us know your llama owning um, experiences. Yeah. You can message us on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook. Yep. We also have an email address that escapes me, but I know it says the word stream infringement. Dream infringement at Gmail. Oh, man. I think that's it. Couldn't get easier. Um, so, Bobby, you had a song that you oh, were going to yes. play for the Llama documentary. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it's a cover of a David Bowie song. It's by a Portuguese artist by the name of Sue George, and the song is Changes. You know what? What? All this movie talk, it is making me miss that movie theater experience. Mm, Yeah. And I hope that we get it back again. I think maybe we will someday. Mm -hmm. I may need to like wear a hazmat suit walking (laughs) into the movie theater, which won't be comforting to the other movie goers. Right. But it, but I will be safe. That's good. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We'll have to bring popcorn yeah. Hold it inside our hazmat suits. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> so we hope that uh, in this hour that we were talking to you about made-up movie plots, that it kind of took you on a little mental vacation. Yeah. From what's going on in the world, because we need those. We need more of those. We do. Give us more. We need more good news and more mental vacations. Yes. So, well, we've come, we've approached that time, Emily. We have. Um, it's time for us to say goodbye. It's time for us to thank um, our co-host Jennifer and Connie 
for uploading our show every Monday. Yes. It's time for us to tell you to stay tuned for One World Many Songs with the wonderful Leo. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman of a man. He is. Yes. He is. Um, yeah, stick around. Yeah. So so in a very real way, as much as we are saying goodbye, we're also saying hello. That's right. Yeah. Say goodbye to us. Say hello to Leo. Yes, exactly. You're in good hands. Mm-hmm. We leave you with Leo. He's going to take care of you. He's going to introduce you to some new songs, some new concepts, some old concepts. The guy is a gentleman. I can't emphasize that enough. Did I say that already? You did. I did. Anyways. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Mm-hmm. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, and we're playing you out. <laughs> we forgot to announce our end song. Oh, yes. Our end song. So just in <laughs> Just case, kidding. Just we're in, back. Yeah, we are. We're very much back. And better than ever with more energy. <laughs> the song that we're going to play for you is by The Drifters. And what's the title of that song, Emily? Saturday Night at the Movies. All right. Here you go.